And if you would, Mark, um, Proverbs. Proverbs um, 29.18, scripture Pastor Miranda read this morning as well. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, and uh, you know th- this is out of a different version. I've read this. I've read this scripture, and, and it's actually out of the ESV um, the translation. I'm going to read tonight, and I actually generally will preach out of the New King James version. But um, it, it was interesting because as Miranda was preaching this this morning, it, it really caught my attention, uh, mainly because of what we've been do- what we've been doing on Wednesday nights. We've been having prophetic nights here at the house or at the church and uh, watching God move, people be getting healed. Amen. Hey, it, yeah, and it, it, it's, it's been exciting. But Proverbs 29, uh, 18 uh, says this. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Father, tonight I pray. I pray, Father, even for the word. I pray that, Lord, that it's strong in each and every person here tonight. And I pray, Father, for vision. I pray that, Lord, that as we come into a new year, I pray, Father, that, that Lord, people's eyes are completely open for the direction where they're called to walk and called to move in. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Where there is no prophetic vision. Amen. <laughs> Prophetic vision. Now take your Bibles, go to Habakkuk 2, verse 3. You know, and I believe it was last year, you know, I, I believe Miranda and I had been in prayer. And, um, you know, we, we used to start um, vision, teaching and preaching on vision um, in January uh, of most years. But it was last year that we actually decided to start preaching and teaching on vision in December. I don't know if you remember that, but we actually started that in December because I was pulling up notes from from last year. So we started getting into it at the be- at, at, before the year turned because we, you know, we felt like we wanted to get to begin to get people prepared for a time of prayer and fasting, you know, so that, you, you know, so that you, you weren't trying to ruffle through, well, what am I going to do this year? What am I going to do this year? But, you know, you begin to pray now. You begin to think about where God wanted you to be, where, where, where you, where you, where you seen yourself moving to in a new year. Amen. And, you know, I'm going to say this, <clears throat> say this about some vision. You know, a lot of times people think vision happens very quickly. <clears throat> but I, I have found, being a Christian for some 20 plus years now, I have found through business, I have found through very many, very many things that I've done in life, is that vision, a lot of times, it, 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 it takes time. It takes time to see something come to pass. I've seen things happen very quickly in my life. But overall, when I'm thinking about the planning or I'm thinking about the things that God's calling me to to do, he's beginning to order my steps. And that's one of the things I want to get in tonight. I want to show you some things out of the word of God that I feel that are going to be very helpful as you as you as you determining, you know, where you want to step going into a new year. Amen. So Habakkuk two, verse three, it says, for the vision is yet. And an appointed time, but in the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Uh, <clears throat> the word here yet applies that, that the vision is not for now. Huh. A vision from God always has a time element. Think about this for a second. 
A, a vision from, from God always has, always has a time element. Now, there can be miracles that happen in your life that are very instant. We're going to talk about, miracle, we're going to talk about miracles on Wednesday night. We're going, to, we're going to talk about the working of miracles. There can be things that happen instantly in your life where you know, you know that it was a miracle. You know, you, you, there's no other way to explain it. You know, the first time I, I watched a lady's eyes get healed, I've shared this testimony because it was the first real actual miracle I ever seen. When I watched cataracts fall out of a lady's eyes and they were laying on her cheeks, I thought, my, my, my God is such an amazing God. And, and the lady got a miracle and she could see. She couldn't see. So, I mean, you know, and, and I'll, I'll never forget it because <clears throat> she made this comment. She said, you were like trees. And, of course, that was a scriptural reference for me because, you know, when Jesus healed the one man, he, he couldn't see. And it was like, you know, and Jesus went back and prayed for him a second time, and he got his eyesight back. But, you know, she made the comment, you, you guys were like trees. You were like a big blur. It was actually right beside Christine's house where she grew up. It was the, her neighbors who we went and prayed for. And uh, did, did you know that? Did, I don't even know if you knew that story. But, but anyway, it was really cool. But, but she got her eyesight back, but that was an instant miracle. That, you know, so I, I want you to understand that e even in this, even in vision, even in planning, you can get instant things that happen in your life. Amen? Now, if you're going out, you're playing scratch-off lottery tickets, and you hit $10, you know, yeah, that can be instant too. But, but that, don't let your faith ride on, well, you know, if I could just, you know, you wouldn't believe in our people. Pastor, if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to bless the church. I'm going, you know, I'm going to buy you a new building, Pastor. Anyway, that's, that's a whole other story. But, but miracles are instant, Okay? But what I'm going to get into the, tonight to look at, because the, you have to understand, the word yet implies the vision is not for now. So, so for the vision is yet for appointed time. So we have to understand that when we begin to develop strategies and when we begin to hear from God, we're setting ourselves up to hear from God. You know, it, and, you know, it's important that you understand there is a running after vision. There is a pursuing of vision that you have, to, you, have to, you have to cling to. You have to walk out. You know, what I love about vision, what I love, what, what I love about vision, it attaches itself to your faith. Now, faith is. Go to Hebrews 11.1 1, because you, you have to get this in your spirit because you, you see that vision and faith go hand in hand. They, 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 they work together. There, there's so many things that, that are combined work together in the Word of God. Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says this, it says, we understand that by this operation of, uh, well, anyway, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, you know, it kind of has a lot to do with vision. You know, so, you know, you, you as a born-again believer, you know, a, a question that, that, that I love to ask people at the first of the year, what are you setting your faith for in 2022, 23, 24? You know, I, I, I generally kind of will set my faith a couple years at a time. You know, we're, we're seeing things. We're seeing the church grow. And so, you know, we're setting our faith for, for a, a new building and property. Amen? And, and, and I'm believing. I'm actually beginning to attach because I'm now seeing it. I'm beginning to attach a time frame to that. Because that's, I feel like the Lord's releasing me to attach a time frame to that. I didn't have that last year this, this time. You know, I believe that the Lord could give us a new building, but I, I didn't see it. You guys follow me? So, but, you know, the thing about walking away from it, you know, I could do one of two things. I could stay pursuing vision or I, could, or I can turn back and walk away from it. Amen. But see, this is what faith does. Faith doesn't, faith doesn't see it right now. 
Faith pursues it. And that's the thing about the things of God. When, when, you, when you fasten yourself to, to the Lord and say, you know what, I'm not going to move, I'm not going to waver, I'm going to stay the course. And that's one of the wonderful things I love about vision. That's one of the things I love about this word. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. So you understand that when you begin to plan, when you begin to think about what, the God, what God wants to do, you're like, okay, this is for an appointed time. You know, there were things that I, I was believing for already to have happened this year. I don't know if that's anybody in here. That I, I remember in January, February of last year, I was like, by March of 2021, I'm going to see, you know, and, and it didn't happen. It, it, it didn't happen. But, you know, what, ha what happened with me was that I, I knew that I couldn't waver. I couldn't check out. Well, you know, I wasn't making deals with God. God, you, you know, it didn't happen. I'm mad at you now, God. You know, I wasn't making deals. I was basically, no, I'm going to fasten my faith to this. I'm going to stand. I'm going to wait, e even though it's not happened yet. I know that this is for an appointed time. Amen? So, you know, listen, I, you know, I love vision, and I love to preach about vision. But what I want to tell you about it, as you begin, see, this is the thing. It's better to get God's plan than your own plan. It's better, it's, be, it, you know, th that's why sometimes, like, I, I realize more now that I have to learn, I, you know, I am, my wife can, can say this about me, because she knew me before I had kids. I, I've never been a real patient person. If I, if I seen something or wanted to, I just would go do it. I, 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 I wasn't somebody that liked to wait. I, I was like, no, I, I don't want to wait. I, I just want to go get it. But God got a hold of my heart at a very young age, and it was like, you know, I, I began to change. And, you know, that was one of the things about walking things out in vision. I wasn't acting out of impulse in my own, well, is this what my flesh wants? I'm just going to go do it. You know, so you, you have to learn that even in pursuing vision, man, you got to check yourself. But I'm going to tell you tonight, it's better to get God's plan for your life than, than for you to walk in your own, your, your own plan. Is there anybody with me tonight? Because, you know, but what I want you to understand, Jeremiah 29, 11, write it down, go back and look at it. Meditate upon, meditate upon Jeremiah 29, period. That whole chapter, meditate upon that. Look at that. Read it. Get it into your spirit. Because, see, God has a wonderful plan for your life. And if you don't know that God doesn't have a plan for your life, you'll be like, you'll be, you'll be walking around like this. And, and, and unfortunately, hey, I'm going to say this, because Christians can walk around like this. I'm just waiting on, no, no, God has a plan for you. Guess whose responsibility is to find God's plan? You. You. Amen. You know what I love about God? He'll bring people into your life to help you. But ultimately, you know what I love about God? Even He, he wants you to find your plan for you. Amen. Point number one. I'm not even there yet, so. You know, Hebrews eleven six 6 says this too. It's impossible to please God without faith. So you have to understand that the operation of faith in your life, we preach a lot of faith in this house, house but you know, the, the operation of faith in your life is critical to you pursuing vision. Amen? That you don't ever leave. You don't ever look, at, look and say, I've arrived, I'm, I'm there. Because listen, when you feel like you've arrived, you, you, bet, you, better, you better get ready to, to, to go to round number two. Amen? Round number three, round number four. You, you never say, well, that, enough's enough. I'm, I'm you know... You know, I've I've had a I had a friend one time. This is all I need right now. It's all I ever wanted. He he he, he looked at me and said, what, "What do you What do you need?" He said, "I need two hundred and thirty six dollars." 
I said, you need what do you need $236 for? He said, man, I'll never ask for another thing. That's all I want right now is $236. I got my checkbook out. Checkbook. It's before debit cards, guys. Come on now. So, so I wrote my check. I wrote a check out. I wrote his na na name. I, I won't say his name, but he, he's, I don't even know where he's at. I wrote his name down. I said, here, man, it's $236. Of course, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know that I had the money in my account at that point. But I wrote him the check, and he was like, are you serious? I said, what's the money for? He said, I got a car payment due. I said, are you kidding me? You, you, you're kidding me, right? That you, you, this is all you need, and this is, this, is, this is the pinnacle of your life. $236 is going to change your life. Brother, uh, here, take it. Take, take the 230, you know, take the 236 bucks. But I'm going to, you know, believe the Lord for more. Amen? Don't believe that the Lord's just going to, you, you, your life, you've hit the pinnacle. Someone give you $236. No, you, you don't stop there. Amen. You, you keep contending. You keep moving. You keep, you keep pressing. Amen. You know, and that's one of the things I love about God. You, you, you're never called to be a quitter in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And I'm looking at people that aren't quitters, and I, and I know that. Amen. Amen. So I want you to understand this tonight. Out of this, correct timing is very important. Correct timing in the Lord is very important. You writing that down? Correct timing is very important in the Lord. And this is where maybe, maybe at times, you know, my patience gets stretched. My, my, you know, God didn't show up right now. But the, you know, it's not that I'm old. I'm not old. Amen. Praise God. I'm not old. But, you know, as I've gotten older, one of the things I realize is that you know, not everything happens instantly. Not every, you know, I, you know I, I, don't you wish everything you believed for would just happen? You know? But when, think about it. Then we wouldn't need faith. Right? Then we wouldn't need to pursue vision. Then we, then, then we wouldn't need to walk things out. Think about Abraham getting called at 75. You know, getting, getting the promised child at 99. He waited some years. Amen? Think about Noah. 120 years building a boat. He had to wait. Get this, though. There was a waiting. There was a waiting in that period. You know, an appointed time. Now, I think about Noah. That's a long time to wait. I'm going to flood the earth. Huh? It's never rained. What's rain? You know, get that, you know, build a boat. What's a boat? What do I need a boat for? A boat. What's, what's a boat? You know, Cut down that tree. That, that tree is like 78 foot long. What are, you, are you kidding me? With what? What am I going to cut it down with? So, you know, he's building a boat. The vision is for an appointed time. And, of course, we know. We know what happens. God floods the earth. And his family, they, they enter into a boat. You know, think about that. The vision is for an appointed time. So it's important that you understand. You know, and, and go back to the scripture. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will speak. The vision will speak. Oh, this is the way, son or daughter. This is the way, my, this is the way children. Walk, walk, walk this way. Walk this way. Hey, have you ever, you ever walked the wrong way? Ooh. You ever thought, man, I got a good idea. I remember coming home. I'm going to tell myself a little bit tonight. I remember coming home. Of course, you know, I, you know we, weren't, we were just getting started. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody remembers what, what it's like to get started. You know, I'm, I, you know, we had more money going out than we had coming in. I remember our first budget committee meeting we had at the house. And we sit down and we, we got the yellow pad out and we started writing things down. And it was like we got to the end of the tablet and was like, we got a problem. We don't have enough money coming in. 
we, we, we don't have enough money coming in. And uh, we, our first kid was on the way, and it was like, you know, you know what are we going to do? You know, you know what's funny about that? I, I, I'll never forget it because it was it's such an impact in my life. You know, we went to a financial meeting at, at our church. A guy wanted to teach finances at our church. He was Larry Burkett. I don't know if anybody remembers him or not, but he was on radio, and he was teaching a lot of his stuff, and he was like, he said, you know, I'm going to run this meeting, and you know, for young couples, and we were newly married, we, we fit the category, you know, we're like, we're think. I'm thinking literally when we get to church, it's going to be packed, you know, people will be, people, you know, people need this, because I knew I needed it, right, I knew I needed financial help, I got more money going out, I got coming in, so, so I got to talk to somebody that can help me get to where I need to be, and so we show up, and nobody's there, it's just Miranda and I, I was like, you know, Jim, where, where's everybody at, Jim, Jim's like, well, you know, this happens, you know, Jim's very calm, he talked, you know, when you talk about money in church, you know, people get a little, you know, they, you know, you talk about tithing, you talk about this, you know, people, people get a little, you know, whatever. They're just, they, they don't always come out for, for things like this. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I just figured everybody, you know, because I'm like, I want to know. I want to know what the Bible says about money. I want to know what the Bible, think about it. I want to know what the word of God says about this. And so that night, I remember, we sat down with him, and he, he began to talk with us. He's a very successful businessman, was in partnership with uh, Miranda's mom and dad, and very successful, did very, very well. And I, I remember him sitting down and just sewing things into us. And I'm like, I'm sitting with a guy that, you know, he's, he, I think Jim was probably in his 60s at that point. He's lived. He's been very successful. He's worked hard. And so I'm listening to him talk about finances and talk about his money and, you know, and everything that he's done. And I'm just, I'm writing things down. And I'm like, you know, I left that night changed. 20, I don't know, 24 years ago, I left that night changed. There are points in my life that I can mark. I knew that night was different because I knew that I didn't have to stay broke. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I, 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 want, I knew that I didn't, I knew that my life was going to be somewhere else. It, it had everything to do with vision. It had everything to do with faith. And, you know, and so we, you know what I did? We began to pray. We began to pray. You know, nothing was changing in the natural. My job wasn't paying me more money, you know, but then, and then there were opportunities. My, I remember my wife, she went to work for her, for her dad. At a, she was a gas tendant with a four-year degree in psychology, pumping gas, you know, it was like what she talked about today. We had made decisions early on in our marriage. This is what we're going to do. You're going to stay home with the kids. Whatever we have to do to make things work, we're going to do that. And then we broke, we broke free. We broke loose in, in, into being out of debt. We, we now went into, you know, hey, we got, we got I, don't, I don't remember how much money we had when we first broke out of, like, having a little bit of money, and we weren't in the red. But, but it was like, you know, I think we have, like, $10 now uh, to the good, right? That we, 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 we can go out to eat on $10, right? Praise God, we'll go to Dollar General and get some uh, oatmeal cream pies. Amen, that's my favorite. So, so you know. Anyway, I could get, you know, I, I, so many testimonies uh, around, around what, the, what the Lord will do. But I remember that night. That night was marked for my life because God gave me vision. And he began to show me that my tithe, my tithe was going to matter. And it was going to turn things around in my life. My giving, my giving. Because, you know, I, I remember literally when we set our tithe aside. And, you know, no matter what, that, that, our tithe got paid. Electric company, we might have to skimp on them. You think I'm joking? There were times I, I would call people up. I can't, I can't make that payment. I can give you this much right now, but I, I, I can't give you that. Well, you know, well, we can do this. Well, you know, why can't you do? It? I, I got to pay my tithe. 
It, it was coming off the top. It, it, was, it was a non-negotiable because I, I realized one thing real quick. I wasn't going to rob God. See, that was the thing about the Scriptures. I knew I wasn't going to rob Him. So that was a part of the vision even early on that I began to walk. But see, I see it now because it was for an appointed time. Some 23 years ago, I knew that taking those steps that God would, God would move us to a whole other realm and a whole other area. And He has. He has. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. God showed us. He showed us how to invest. He showed us things that we could do. But God's plan is better than your own plan. Amen. You know, when we have financial classes, get into those classes. Get in for refreshers. Amen. That we don't, you know, Ray teaches it. You know, I haven't taught it for a while, but get in that stuff because I'm telling you that that stuff can change your life over one meeting can change your life. I could tell you testimonies of people getting their whole life's getting changed in one meeting. Ripping credit cards up. I'd carry scissors to meetings. And I, I, would, I would say, anybody want to cut up their credit card? They would come up, and they would cut up credit cards. I'm done with this. I, 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 crazy stuff. Seen it happen. It's, God is good like that. Amen. Amen. Pastor Brad. What are you? Anyway. Correct timing is very important. Correct timing with things of, of God are very important. But I, this is what I want to say, because, you know, one of the things about vision, one of the things about planning that, that you, you have to understand is that somebody will always be standing around and want to have a plan for you and want to tell you what your vision is. They'll, you know, this is what I think you should do. And I remember a time that I thought, well, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. I'd come home and say, honey, I got an idea. I think my wife got so tired of me coming home with another idea every, every other four or five days. You know, I got an idea. You know, I got a piece of property out on Hoover Field. I want to buy it, and I want to put a go I want to put a driving range in. I mapped it all out. I bought, you know, I could buy the machine. She, she'd be like, looking at me. You know, next the following week, you know, hey, honey, I, I think I'm gonna buy a Subway franchise. You know, it, 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 you know, you got, you guys, you think I'm joking, but see, you understand that you, your mind can get so wrapped up into so many other things, you're missing God. Because, see, you know, what I would have done very quickly, if I would have stepped into things like that, I would have made money my idol. I would have made money. That would have, that my vision would have been money. My vision, whatever I can do to make more money. Yeah, I'll give to the kingdom. But no, see, my, my, my vision wasn't correct. But, you know, it's for an appointed time. Amen? God's going to give us great wealth, honey. I believe that. God's going to give us great wealth so we can be a blessing to this community. We can be a blessing to these people. Amen? And I, I can't wait till the day that we sow a house. Amen. I've sowed cars, and I, I know I'm going to sow a house one day. Amen. We're going to do that. I feel an anointing around finances tonight, so I'm just I'm letting it release because you know I, you you got to get you, these are things that you got to get in your spirit. You you've got to kick you got to kick any kind of poverty mindset out of out of your life. You you got you got to just boom kick it out. I mean every chance and every opportunity. I, I mean I've had to fight against that. You know, I, I, you know, I'll say, you know, I had parents that had money, but they didn't know what to do with it. My, both of my parents were deceased. They, they, made, they made a lot of money, but they didn't, they, they ran a business, but they were not good business people. Nobody had ever taught them. Nobody, you know, and I, I watched my parents give, give. I, I, I remember when my, my, my mom finally passed away, I found a little white box, and I was down over, down over her, at, at her house. And I found this white box, and I opened this white box up. And that white box right there was worth about $45,000. That was what was owed to my parents on credit. You know what I did? I burned it. Burn it all. 
Because they weren't. They, they, that, that's, that's how they were. They were, they were givers. They, weren't, they were never going to collect on it. And I just, you know, I'm like looking at all the names. I'm like, I know these people, you know. It's like, why they owed my mom that, that much money? You know, I was just, wow, they got money now, you know. It's like, <laughs> I just burn it and laugh, you know, burn it and laugh. But I'm telling you, you, you set a vision in your heart. You know, to, to, to say, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not staying here. Amen. God will give you a clear direction. He'll give you a clear path. He'll get, you know, one idea can shift everything. Amen. I'm going to say this. One seed can shift everything in your life. One, one, the planting of one seed can shift everything. The first time we sowed 10 grand, I, I mean, it was a step of faith. I mean, a complete step of faith. I mean, you know, we knew that we were getting ready to go into the missions field. We had just had, a, I think, our house fire. Was that right? I think all that had happened. Had that happened yet? I, it had happened. So our house caught on fire. You know, most people would have been like, you know, you need, to, you need to get stuff for your house. You know, things might not, you know, you hear all kinds of stuff. Everybody will want to rob you of your vision. Everybody will want to take vision away from you. Everybody will say, you know, you, you, need, you need money to do this. You know, what if, what if you get sick? What if you have an accident? You know, you, you know your copay is going to be, you know, you don't have enough insurance. You don't have, you know, everybody's going to say a bunch of stuff. But, I, you know, I, I remember the first time, you know, Miranda come to me and said, I feel that we need to sow a seed, that this is a seed of faith that's going to, that's going to provide protection over our family while we're away and while we're in the missions field. It'll, it'll protect our home. It'll protect, it'll, there'll, there'll, be a, there'll be a shield of protection around our house and around our family. And you know, we were paying our tithes, so this wasn't our tithe. So, you know, I, you know, I was just like, you know, she would always look, you know, it wasn't, we come together in agreement on things. It wasn't like Miranda was over there writing checks. I'm going to show him. You know, it wasn't like that. You know, usually the wife wants to give more money than the guy. I'll say that. Everybody laugh because that's, that's, because the wife's always been, you know. Anyway, so that's not always the case, but it was early on for me, but, um, but we planted that seed, and I, kn- I know, I know that it was a seed of protection. I, I know, I know, because, you know, we lived in Hawaii, and just in five years, I sp- we spent $165,000 in rent. And if I could sit here and tell anybody how, how, the, how the money came in, you, you, you know, it, you understand that we serve a supernatural God. You know, people, people don't, when you, when you step out and you say, I'm going to serve God with my whole heart, He will bless you. He will provide for you. He'll, you'll see things come in, you'll be like, where in the world did that come from? Get a check from somebody I don't know. Pick some guy up along the, ride, uh, along the road because his tire blew out on his bike. And, you know, and then, you know, get a check in the mail from him. Thanks for giving me a ride. But, you know, what's your address? I want, you don't want to send you money. It was just, it was always something like that. Where, where, where God's blessing was, you know, it, it just showed up. Things, things just showed up. We get a check in the mail. Hey, thinking about you, praying for you. Here's $700. Uh, you know, and people don't know. We're, we're believing. We're, we're believing. God, you've called us, so I know you're not going to not provide. Can I tell you that? That, that, get that? If God calls you into something, He wants you to pursue something in vision, He will provide. But He'll also give you a way to be a provider. You know, strategically, very quickly, God, God showed us. He showed us a way that we could, we could also make money in Hawaii. You know, because, like, you know, it's not, it wasn't cheap to live there. So, you know, then, then he showed us. He showed us, you know, start this business. I was trying to help somebody else get, get into business. And I was like, you know, I was help you do this, get you going, show you how to do it. And then he decided to go to Bible school. And so I'm, like, looking at the debt, and I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm running the numbers. I'll, I'll take it. I just, just give, I'll take it all back. You know, so I took it all back, and literally within four months, we had that business paid off, and, and, and everything was profit. Amen? And, and you know, see, God, 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 God cares about his kids. But, you know, one of the things I, I've learned about vision and I've learned about planning, there's work involved. We weren't just sitting on our, on our duffs in Hawaii, sitting on the couch, waiting for checks to flow in. You, you, you don't do that. You work. You, you stay diligent. He's a rewarder to those that diligently seek after him. See, he is a rewarder. Amen? So God rewards you when you seek after him. So if you're sitting around just waiting, waiting for someone to bless, it doesn't work that way. God will give you the right strategy. He'll give you the right keys. He'll show you how to unlock certain things. And I'm telling you, you'll, <laughs> you will be the head and not the tail. I mean, you truly will be the head and not the tail. I, you know, I feel to, to release that tonight. I hope, I hope somebody's receiving something from that tonight. I, God doesn't want you broke. You know, a lot of, you know, think about it. If we were a broke church, we wouldn't, you wouldn't do, we wouldn't do the things you do. Every time I go to get the van, Don's already filled it up with gas. Don quit putting gas in, you know, and, you know, and I'm not, he wants to be a blessing. You know, and I'm not mad at him. He, he just wants to be able to, Don, quit putting gas in the van. I got, I got, mon I got money for that. And, you know, I'll get in the van. There's, it's on full. I, I, Don, we just drove the van, you know. And, it, you know, and I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to tell on him, but, but people want to be a blessing. They, they, you know, and, and that's the thing about this church. We, we want to be a blessing. <laughs> We're sending a team to Morgantown. What, what, what benefit is, is it for this church to send a team to Morgantown? Other than, to, other than to do the work of the Lord into a retirement home. It's not like we're going and saying, okay, everybody get out your checkbook. We want you to sow into our... No, we're not doing that. We're going with the love in our heart to give them Jesus Christ. You know, people, people make a bad mistake when they think the church is always out to get their, get, get their money. That's not true. The church is called to be a blessing in every community they're in. Amen? I mean, there'll be a day that this church gives. Huge. I believe that. We'll, 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 you know, people in this house will give huge to, 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 to programs and projects. Amen? And, and I truly believe that. I, I, feel, I feel strong about that. Amen. Amen. So listen, back to vision. <laughs> Praise God. I snorted. Did you guys hear that? You guys watching that? Correct timing is very important. So listen, you don't just get the vision and run with it. You know, a lot of people think, well, you get the vision, you run, you run, you run. You go, go, you go. See, what happens is you get to running so quick, you, you forget where you're at. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go after this. I'm just going to go after it. I wasn't speaking in tongues. That was yabba, yabba, yabba. So, so, but, you know, you, you just, that's what people do. I'm just going to run with this vision. I'm just, I'm just going to see it come. But, you know, they're not hearing from God. They've not set themselves up to go, to, to get into that quiet. Lord, what do you want me to do? That's why I was coming home every week with another idea. I wasn't hearing from God. I was trying to figure out a way that I could make a living. I was trying to figure out, I didn't want to, I knew early on, I don't want to work for people. I, I knew that if I was ever work, I would be in business my own. For the most part, I always have been. I didn't want to work for people. I tried it, didn't like it. I've never been fired, but, I, but I, you know, I wanted to work for myself. Amen? So you don't get the, vi you, you, you get the vision, you get the plan, and you begin to pray about it. You, be you, begin, you begin to seek the Lord and what He's called you to do.
what he's asking you to do. I'm giving you snippets of my life. You know, you know, mistakes I've made. There's times I ran into things. There, there was one time we, we did an investment. The Holy Spirit told us not to do it. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit checks you on something, let it be a check. And pray about it. Don't ignore it. Wisdom. It's wisdom. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, and for, you know for, we were able to rebound from it, but it wasn't, it wasn't an easy rebound. It's just like you just give money and it just, whoosh, just got flushed down the drain. Amen? It, it's, you know, so, you know, hear from God. Hear from God. So as you're moving into a new month, you're moving into a new year, make sure you're hearing from God. Hey, and I, if I come up to you, you guys been here long enough, somebody, hey, I, I come up to you, what do, what do you believe in God for? You know, Pastor, I'm not sure. Well, get, get there. Get there. Get there. We're not going backwards. You, you guys, you hear me? We're not going backwards. You, 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 if you know me for very long, we're not going backwards. We're not going, but we're going forward. Amen. Faith moves forward. Amen. Vision moves forward. So, you know, so if I come up to you, what, you know, what, what do you believe in the Lord for? What, what do you feel like the Lord's showing you? If you say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm in prayer about it, you know. You know, I'm, I'm praying about this. I'm believing that I'm, I'm, I'm moving in this direction. You know, it, it, for far too long, God's people, they, they sit with, with no purpose. Don't get, don't get mad at me. But we have to have purpose as a body, Amen. What life groups are you involved in? What, what, how, how are you plugged into the body? You know, because, you know, I, I know, I know, and, and I believe that, that you know, we, we will be this church, that there will be a group for, for somebody everywhere. Our kids will have groups that they can go to. Our young adults will have groups that they can go to. And the preaching of the Word, let me tell you, is enough. The preaching of the Word of God is enough. It's enough for all of us. Amen. And see, that's the standard that we have to raise. That's the bar that we, that the preaching of the word is enough that when you go to Transformation Life Group, you're going to hear, you're going to hear it. And people come and say, Pastor, I need counseling. I'm going to say, how long have you been with Transformation? How many weeks have you been there? Pastor, I need counseling. How many weeks have you been in Transformation Ministry? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick, pick anything apart. But the preaching of the Word of God is enough. Amen? It will revitalize you. Amen? It will strengthen you. It will bring power into your life. The Word of God will. Amen? You know? It, it, it's enough. It's enough. Amen? Not that, you know, and I don't, I don't want you to sound like, I don't know counseling anymore. No, I, I will do counseling. But, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm available. <laughs> I told a guy I hadn't talked to today in 10 years. He, he lives in Flatwoods. I, call me sometime. You know, just, just call me sometime. You know, I ministered to him today. I, you know, and, and call me and, you know, and I'll sow. I'll sow the word of God into you. I know, I know, why, I know why God brings people into my life now. I, I know that. I don't, I don't quite know why God's positioning someone to come into your life. You have a friend that you haven't talked to for five or ten years. Just believe that it's God. 
Believe that God has divinely connected you for a purpose and for a reason. Just, PJ, God, God divinely is connecting you to people. And I'm telling you, you're a conduit. And that, you know, because the Holy Spirit wants to flow through you. Amen? You're a, you're a conduit for God. And I, you know what happens? if God will reward you for that. It's not that you're looking for rewards, but God will reward you for that. Because what happens when we become a conduit for the Holy Spirit to move through, God says, I can use that. I can do something with that. I, I'm, I'm going to flow through that. That's my child. And then you know what happens is you get a connect to heaven and you start talking to God. And God, boom, he starts, praise God. That, that happened much quicker than what I ever thought possible. Because now, now you become a conduit for God. People think, well, do I have to be in ministry to be a conduit? No. You don't have to be. All you have to do is be born again. All you have to do is be a Christian, to be a conduit, to be used by God. You don't, you don't, well, you got to be a preacher. You got to be a pastor. You got to be a prophet, evangelist, a prophet. You you got, no, no, no. Think about the gifts of the Spirit flowing on a Wednesday night. Who's it happening with? The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ is being activated. Amen. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Gifts of healing. Amen. I mean, they're, they're going to be testimonies. And, and there already are in this house where people have been healed. And, and I, not only healed, but I believe there's been miracles in this house we don't even know about yet. Amen. Because God wants to flow through people. Amen. I'm a conduit. Anybody else a conduit in the house? Amen. You're a conduit. Listen. There's safety. There, there's, there's real safety in God's timing. There's real safety in God's timing. See, that's why I say, don't, don't run. Don't run so quick. Don't run so far ahead of it. Don't, don't be like, I'm, I'm going. You know, I, when, I, when I first got saved, man, I was, I probably looked a little different than most, not most. I mean, I, then I met Killa Coy. I mean, you know, Killa, if you're watching that, God bless you. I love you. Because when he got saved, everybody in Hawaii knew that he was saved. Four blocks away, everybody knew he was saved. Because you could be on one side of the town and you would hear, Jesus! It it, it would rattle through the whole town. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. And it was like, and you know, and I remember Jesse. Jesse was like, and people would, I remember talking to Jesse. It would be like, people get frustrated with that. He didn't care. His life had been changed by God. Jesus had done that. And he was going to give credit to his Lord no matter what. And, you know, and people, you know what? You know what that name does? It makes devils cringe. That name, that name, Jesus, you know what it does? It makes people, yeah, you know, they get they get all tense. They get all whatever. It makes those demons shrivel up. It, get, it makes demons mad. I'm telling you, the, 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 the best part about our faith in Christianity is when we get saved and we get on fire for God because we're not worried about what people think. When we mention that, you know, think about it. The, the name that you can't mention on any news outlet is the name of Jesus. They'll cut you off right away. Well, you know, I want to thank Jesus. Well, we're not talking about Jesus. You've got to say God. You can't, you can't say Jesus. You've got to say God. Because, see, Jesus is the name that carries the power. Amen. It's the name that sets people free. It's the name that, that, that makes every demon in hell tremble. That's the name. And see, that's the name that we're given. It's the, authority, it's the authority that we're given as a believer. Not to be some wussified Christian nation, but the name of Jesus that we can call things down from heaven and we can make devils tremble. Amen? 
I, 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 I don't like watching Christians get beat up. I don't like watching people, you know, just, just have this passive Christianity. There is a time, and that time is now, that the body of Christ would, would now begin to step up and say, today's the day, amen? Today's the day of salvation. That name, that name that is above every name, Jesus, we're going to shout it from the rooftops, amen? We're going we're to declare it loud and proud, amen? That's Jesus we're going to claim. I, guys, I'm telling you, 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 we've got to get ready. We've got to get ready to pursue everything in our heart with a passion and with a desire. I'm going to tell you, dream. You dream big, but you put God in it, amen? You put God in your dreaming. You don't, you don't move away from not thinking about who He is and what He's done for your life. Because I, I'm telling you, I'm so thankful. I would, be, I would have been dead many years ago. Taken out dead long, long ago. But God has spared my life, amen? For such a time as this. I, I believe that. There's no mistake we're in Fairmont. First person I led to the Lord was 25, 24, 25 years ago here on Pleasance Valley Road in an office when somebody said, well, you can't talk about Jesus in, 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 in public settings, especially social work. You know, you can't, you know, I, I didn't know. I thought everybody needed to hear about this, this man. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I'd heard about it. Every time I seen a pastor or a reverend, I would run. Certainly he knows everything I'm doing. Conviction, convi it was the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I remember the Methodist church because the Methodist pastor would always, he would always stand at the door and greet people. And Reverend Kelly, I mean, he was just one of those guys that he just had this very distinctive look and it was just like, just real proper and real neat and he would give you this smile. And I, I remember, I used to go to church with one of my buddies and we, we would be out on a Saturday night and we'd go to church on Sunday and his, the boy's mom would always make sure we went to church. It didn't matter if we rode in at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, we were going to church. Get out of church. Get going to church, you know. So we'd, we'd wake up and we'd go to church. And so we would try to figure out a way to get by the door from, from the reverend because he was greeting people at the door. We'd try to get a distraction over here so we could sneak around and go around through the other door so we didn't have to walk by him. Because there was real conviction. There, there was real conviction. We need that in the body of Christ. We, we need conviction in the body of Christ. We, we, you know, there needs to be a holy conviction come upon people. You know, every once in a while, I'd get a shaky's hand. You know, and I'm just like sweating. Hold on, Lord. He knows. He knows I'm a sinner. You know, he knows the things I've done. You know, that's how I felt. You know, you know where do you sit? You know, they had a balcony. This is a Methodist church. They had a balcony. So, you know, I, I would go up in the balcony, and I would, I would like, I'd like slump down, you know. It's like, because I didn't want to get called out, you know, be like, Eyes over top of the balcony where he could barely just see my head. And, you know, sometimes you'd fall asleep because you got, you know, you stayed up too late or whatever. But <sighs> conviction. See, the, the church needs it. The church needs it. But, you know, my, my prayer, for, my prayer for, for you all. Guys, it's that we take people with us. We take as many as we can take with us. We take as many people as we can with us. That's, that, that, will, that, that will always be a vision in this house to win souls. I've had people come to me. I don't want to win souls. I don't feel like being part of your church. Bye. What, what are you supposed to say? 
their church is not winning souls. You can go over there and have a good time. I'm not mad at you. Well, you know, you, you do it the wrong way. You don't do it the right way. You don't do Okay, go, go do your thing. Go, go do your thing. Go, go, go do everything you can do for God. Amen? Just, just go do your thing. God called me here to do a certain thing. If He's called you to do something, great, that's awesome. Go, go do it. Amen? Just go, go do your thing. <laughs> it's funny sometimes. It's a good thing I become a pastor later. and Not late. It's not later part of my life, but I'd have probably fought a lot when I was in my 20s if I'd have been a pastor. I just had a lot of things I had to get out of me. Somebody had said something, I'd probably just hauled off and punched him. So you shouldn't say that. This pastor, he's in jail for hitting people, you know. <laughs> now I just laugh. Pastor, you're a phony. Okay, just laugh. <laughs> just laugh. <laughs> just laugh. Because that's, that's, you know. Pastor, you, you, you know, you allow women to preach in your church. Just laugh. Just laugh. Yeah, yeah you know, I remember the first, we were here three weeks. Got a call from down the road to one of the churches. So, what do you guys believe? I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying not to be like cut up comic. Well, I believe the Bible. I believe what the Bible says. I believe what's in the Bible is, uh, is the inspired word of God. And what do you preach? We preach the Bible. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, we preach what's in the Bible. We, and sometimes we, you know, we we'll add some stories in it, but we we really try to stick to what the, what the word says. It's it's important. It's important that we preach the word. Um. So uh, yeah, we we preach the word. Um. What do you believe about women preachers? You know, my wife's actually preaching tonight. You should come. She's she's got the service tonight. She's a, she's she's wonderful. She she'll, she's a great teacher in the word. She I mean you, she teaches the word. You should come and hear her. She's a great teacher of the word, and you sh- you should come. Oh, so you allow women to preach? Yeah, yeah, we 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 do. We do. You know a few other things. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Yeah, I just said you should come visit. You should come visit. And then I find out he's a deacon in another church. And all you can do is laugh. <laughs> Why are you so inquiring about our church? And then you get the, you know, then you get the whole, well, I, I had a better, better quit. No, nah, I'm not going to quit tonight. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, then, and then you get, you know, well, here you guys are a cult. You know, it's this cultish church, you know, just moved into town or yada, yada, yada. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and then, then, what I, then what I loved about it was like the, the one time that like it got back to us that was like somebody said, well, we hear that you say that you're an Assemblies of God church. That's false. We hear that you, you, you say you're an affiliate of King's Cathedral and chapels on Maui. You're not. You're making it up. You're a fake KC church. And I was like, what? I mean, that was like the one that bothered me, right? And I like, I, 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 you know, I'm like, 
Dr. Morocco, I call, <laughs> I call our senior pastor, who oversees KC, King's Cathedral and Chapels. Hey, doctor, you know, listen, we're having some problems with some people here that think we're a fake KC church. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like. Oh, praise God. We've got, a, we've got a wonderful senior pastor. He's got a great sense of humor. Just laugh. Just laugh. You know, listen, I'm going to. Let me let me close tonight with this because I'm going to give you I'm just going to I'm just going to rattle off two or three things that are vision boosters while I'm here and while I'm cutting up a little bit. Can I tell you one of the greatest vision boosters is joy? Is joy. Unhappy people uh, get right this good just down. <laughs> Unhappy people <laughs> don't pursue vision. They they just they just don't. Unhappy people make other people unhappy. They, they, you know, unhappy people, depressed people will make people depressed. Complaining people will want to drag you into complaining stuff. I, hey, there's a lot of truth in everything I just said. Show me someone that complains and show me, show me, where, show me how they're pursuing vision. They're not pursuing vision. Someone that complains, somebody that's unjoyful, somebody that's unhappy, they're, they're not going anywhere, most generally. They complain about their job, they complain about, they complain about everything, and any, they're not going anywhere. So I'm going to tell you tonight that joy is a great booster for vision. Make yourself laugh. Sometimes I'll come up to, I'll come up to bed at night. And I'll be, I'll, 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 I'll be like laying down, and Miranda will have her, her little phone out, you know, and, and she'll be listening to Christian comedians or something, <laughs> you know, laughing before we go to bed. I was like, what are you doing? She was like, oh, you got to watch this. This is so funny, you know. And, but you, you got you to you gotta have fun. You got to stir that stuff up on the inside of you, amen. You, you got you to gotta have joy. Have joy in your marriage. Oh, man, it's so rewarding. Just look at each other and laugh sometimes. I mean, we're, we're funny. I mean, I, I, my wife has plenty to laugh about when she looks at me. She got her hair going this way or that way, you know. L- laugh. Walk in joy, amen. Joy is a great booster, amen. A, 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 great fa- a, a great vision booster. Now I wrote that down somewhere. Hebrews 12.2. Write, write, write that beside it. Hebrews 12.2. Joy. Hebrews 12, 2. There's a scripture I wrote down beside it. Hebrews 12, 2. It says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, hallelujah, that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I, I, I mean, it was the joy he came and died for you and I. It, it, was, it was the very, it was the, you know, Jesus wasn't depressed. Jesus wasn't complaining. He wasn't nagging. He, he knew the purpose in which he was called to do. Vision. He, he knew it. He, you know, think about it. He didn't begin, he walked this earth for 30 years and didn't even begin his ministry. He, he was in ministry for three years. Think about it. How long did the vision tarry? How, how long did it tarry? When he was 12 years old, when he was 12 years old, you know what, Jesus, I'm, I, what, am, what are you, where are you at, son? I'm about my father's business. His ministry could have began at 12. He knew who he was. He knew, he knew who he was. 
I'm about my father's business. But so the vision tarries until the age of 30. And then boom, he gets baptized by John, which is also another prophetic something that you know, was prophesied. There's one coming that he'll, he'll, he's coming to prepare the way for you. And then John said, you know, he makes this comment. He says, there's, and John says this, he said, there's one coming that's greater than, than, than I, whose, whose sandal straps I'm not even worthy to carry. He'll come and he'll baptize you with fire. That's Jesus he's referring to, amen? And what happens? Jesus comes on scene. John baptizes him and he gets filled with the Holy Ghost. For the joy. Jesus went to the, you know, you know, think about it. You know, it was his purpose. It was his calling. But it was so that we could even have joy here on earth. Amen. So that we, we, we you know, this thing called joy is real. Amen. I, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad this is not a sad church. I'm, I really am. You know, I, I'm, I'm, ex, you know, I'm excited that people get excited for worship. Amen. You know, if you, if you dance a little bit in here, it's okay. You, you can let go a little. I looked over today and Miranda, she was like, she was getting down, you know. That's like I said, I go to a football game last night. You know, everybody, you know, I'm not, people are up cheering. They're getting at it, you know, with screaming and yelling. You put them in church and they're like this. No, I seen you last night, Friday night at the football game. Don't tell me that you don't know how to dance. Because when Jiggy Jiggy come on, you were up there, you know, you were, you were doing the wave. You were, you were doing all this, right? You, you know how to dance. But you come to church and you act like a prune. No, don't, don't do that. You, you, you get your jiggy on at church too because God desires. He desires, amen. He desires to be in your presence. Why, why can't church be fun? Who said that church was dry and boring? I, I, I don't understand. I don't know why people get this whole idea that we're supposed to come in and, and get, you know, get under the hide. We don't need to do that. What if we come in every Sunday and we, we preach from down here? You know, no. Guys, listen, church is meant to be fun. Amen. Joy. It's, it's a booster. It's a faith booster. Have joy. Amen. Go after joy. Pursue joy. Pray for joy. Amen. Pinch yourself. You'll, you'll laugh. Something. Just get yourself going. Testimonies. Another, another, another faith booster is testimonies. I'm so sick and tired of people that, you know, when God does something for them in their life, the devil comes and steals whatever, what, whatever something good's happened. They have a great testimony, but then they begin to hang on to the little thread of where the enemy slipped in and he, and he, he deceived somebody they knew or he deceived them and people begin to walk back. Well, you know, you know I had this testimony over here, but the, yeah, but the devil, the enemy. No, 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 no. Let's go back over here and stand where God, where God showed up. Amen. Because, see, we have victories in our testimonies. We have, we have, we have victories in our testimonies. It's why we're going to do a celebrate service. But, you know, listen, I, my plan is not to come in here and speak on January 2nd. My plan is for the body of Christ to come in and say, this is what God's done in my life. Hey, I, you know, people are staying in line. I've got a testimony, amen? And we'll be done when we're done. If it goes for four hours, we're rejoicing and we're celebrating of all the good things God has done. Is he not worthy of our praise? Is he not worthy of our thanksgiving? It's not that we're standing up here. So, well, this is what I've done. It's not what we've done. It's what God's done through us. Amen. Man, he spared my life. I know that's enough. But in 2021, you know, in the wake of the last two years, COVID this, COVID that, I, and I'm not, I'm not even going to go down there. But, but you know, we, we, we've, we've stood. And we're going to continue to stand. 
What about Omnicron? What is Omnicron? I seen it was a 1958 movie. I don't know. Some aliens dropped some kind of deadly poison on on planet Earth, or you know, and it's like, and now we have a virus called Omnicron. I'm like, what's the next one? I I don't know. Who? Why are we paying attention to this? Why why not? Why not be the body? Why not be the body of Christ that says, you know, well, you know, people get healed when they come to church. Amen. That's where we stand. We stand in faith. Testimonies. We're going to have testimonies. Amen. You know, think about it. When David confronted Goliath, you know what he confronted him with? With a testimony. He confronted him with a testimony. I have stood face to face with a lion. I have stood face to face with a bear. My God, my God is bigger than this, this, this ignorant, stupid Philistine giant. You know, they, they, they clean it all up in the Bible sometimes. But I, don't, I, think, I think, you know, if you're going into battle, I mean, you know, you get a tenacity and you get mad. Amen. You ever been sick? No, you get mad. You get mad at the devil. Amen. You, 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 you take it. You take ground for the Lord. <sighs> Praise God. You want two more? I gave you two more. Information. You want to walk in vision. You got, you got to get information. You say, what, what are you talking about Information. Some of the greatest things that I've read in my life, I, I, I read the Bible. The Bible is, is my primary, primary source. Scripture, the Word of God, is my primary source. But I read other things, it, it, you know, to learn other things. I, 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 I read financial things. I like finances, so I learn about finances. I, I'm, I'm getting back into some investing, so I'm reading about that. Guys, you have at your fingertips a world full of information. If somebody in here looked at me and said, I want to be a brain surgeon, I'd say you could do it. You could go to YouTube and watch enough. I know, I'm joking, but, you know, you'd probably still have to go to medical school, but you could probably go on YouTube and figure out what, you know, I've seen this guy operating on a squirrel, you know. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That cracked me up. Anyway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's good. Um, you, you, you can do anything you want to do. Information is power. You know, you, you want you know, I told my son the other day, you know, you want to do this, you can learn how to do this. You know, you, you can learn how to do this. You, you just you've got to apply yourself with the information given to you. There, there is no reason why we can't you, you can do anything you want to do. I believe that. So you've got to go after information. You've got to you know, knowledge. You, you should you should crave knowledge. How many books do you read a year? Pastor, I've never read a book. How many books do you read a year? I've never read a book. How many books do you read a year? How, what, what are you letting flow into your, uh, you know, there's certain books I read every year. I, I visit, I go back and I got a book upstairs that I, I tell you for, for 12 years, I go back to this book quite often because it, it stirs something up in me. It's called faith. You do that? Yeah, I do that a lot. Because it speaks to me. The vision will speak. Think about that. The vision will speak to you. So, you know, what, you know, if you're not reading and if you're not putting things in front of you, you know, you should put the word of God. Listen to podcasts. Listen to people that motivate you. Listen to things that, that, that will get you going. Amen? Where do you see yourself going? Do you see yourself going this way or that way? See, a, a lot of times people don't see themselves anywhere. They just see themselves, oh, I'm just going to hang right here. Then you won't go anywhere. I'd be the very bad news, but that's the truth. You, you won't, if you're just sitting and waiting 
for God to do it, I, he, he, he doesn't work that way. He works and flows through our faith. That's how God works. That's how God works. Hey, last one I'm going to give you. Associations. What are you around? What are you around? You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, and I, I, I love this scripture. Do not deceive. Evil company corrupts good habits or good behavior. What are you hanging around? My dad told me this when I was a kid, and, I, you know, it's one of the things I've held dear to my heart. Son, you're going to be as good as the people you run with or you, you hang with. If you're hanging out with people that drink on weekends, guess what you're going to do? You're going to drink on weekends. He said, you're going you're gonna to tell me that you're going to go change them and you're going to do this. You're, you're not going to do that. My dad, wasn't a, my dad was, didn't, wasn't a Christian man. He got saved later in his life. But you know what? My dad had a piece of wisdom I, I, that I needed to have. So whatever you hang around is what you will become. Whatever you associate with is, 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 what, you know, is what you become. If you associate as a Christian, you should act like a Christian. That's, that might seem novel, but you know, 95% of the American population believe and confess that they're a Christian, but they don't act that way. You can go to the Facebook page and say, hey, you know, hey that, that doesn't look very Christian-like. Y'all jacked up in a bathing suit. That, that, that's not working right now. You know, that's not good. You know, you, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't, you, should, you, know, you guys follow me, right? But your associations are so important as a believer. You want, you know, I was, I was watching the other day at the house, and I watched all these turkeys come into the backyard. You know, you, you can be a turkey. You, Mark, you can be a turkey in life. Because I'm watching all these turkeys. There's like, tw- I count, there's 20, 24 birds in this, in this flock of turkeys. John's a turkey hunter, and he, he, and he would vouch for this. But you'll find that one turkey, one turkey will really drive most of those birds around. There might be two, but a lot of times there's one main bird. If that bird goes one direction, all those turkeys go the same direction. So, please understand, you know, you don't want to be a turkey. <laughs> you don't want to just follow after what somebody else is doing because it looks good, it smells good, it, it, it might appear good. They might say the right things. They might make a promise to you. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. They might promise the, all kinds of stuff to you. Check in with God. Check in with God. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet tonight. Praise God. It's vision tonight. Amen. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. It will not lie. You, you position yourself. I, I promise you, you, you position yourself greater going into this year. You'll see more happen. I, I, I believe in the first few months of the year than you've ever seen. You, yeah, I, I, I truly believe that. Pastor, I'm not sure. I don't know. Get to a place where you're knowing. Knowing. Where, you, where you're seeking after God. Maybe some of this stuff's foreign. Maybe you've never heard it, but I, you know, I feel I feel to release more of this this year than than I ever have in the three years I've been here, because I I knew that there was a time the time the, the timing of things. I feel to release I feel to release a lot of great vision this coming year, because I believe we're going to do more and it, it, we're going to be stronger this coming year as a church than we ever have been. I believe that.
will complete our vision this year. I, I believe that. But God's going to, he's going to expound upon that. Amen. Amen. I love you. I'm not mad at anybody. You guys know that, right? Just laugh. That's right, bro. Raise your hands tonight. Father, I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for this, this people. Father, I pray that you release great vision this year, Lord, into this house. And I pray, Father, even tonight, that you touch people, Lord, right where they're standing tonight. And, Father, I pray, Lord, for the anointing of God to touch every home here tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Hey.